Support for the podcast comes from Canva. Presenting to a group of your colleagues can be nerve-wracking, so why not ease some of that anxiety with Canva? Thanks to their AI, you can start with a simple prompt and watch Canva go to work. Choose your favorite style, customize the content, and that's it. You're done. It's a serious time saver. Whatever you do for work, Canva presentations can give you a head start on your deck. You generate sales presentations, marketing decks, HR onboarding plans, you name it. Finish your deck faster. Generate slides in seconds with Canva presentations at canva.com, designed for work. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Hey everybody, it's Dan from the Virtualcast. On this week's interview episode, very special guest, Kara Swisher, editor-at-large at Recode, New York Times columnist, host of Recode Decode on the Vox Media Podcast Network and Pivot. All great shows. We just came off the Code Conference. I realized I talked to everybody at Code about the Code Conference, but I actually hadn't had a chance to catch up with Kara about it, to talk about the performance of the platform executives on stage as they talked about content moderation, talk about where the tech industry is going, talk about breaking up tech companies. Kara knows everybody. She had a lot to say about that stuff. I love talking to Kara. She's super funny, super smart, ultra connected. Just a great conversation all around. Check it out. Kara Swisher, thanks for coming on. No problem. You were on a while ago. We talked about uh, yeah, we talked about AT and T and Time Warner. That was I think. a long time ago. And that happened. It yeah. really it really did happen to yeah. us. And now AT and T owns Game of Thrones, which yes. I think is horrifying. Yeah, but- Soon there will be one company, and then we're going to merge it with the government. Okay, that sounds. That's great. my goal. That sounds fantastic. One sort of cybernetic corporate control. I was just at the Code Conference, which you put on with Peter Kafka mm-hmm. and the rest of the Recode team. It was great. Thank you. And I realized I talked to everyone at Code about mm-hmm. Susan Wojcicki's performance. Mm-hmm. On stage with Peter Kafka. She's the CEO of YouTube. The consensus I got was that she did not do a very good job. Yeah. Let me give it one thing. As Scott Galloway also says, who I do pivot with, she showed up. And most yeah. of these people don't. Like, they don't. You didn't see Jack Dorsey. You didn't see, you know, Mark or Cheryl and stuff. To be fair, we didn't ask Cheryl. And so you – that gives her some credit, like, that she does. And she shows up a lot. She actually does go out there and talk to people and stuff like that. So she is in, in, on the firing line, and I think that's pretty good. That gives – I get her credit for that. But the the problem is it's not so much that she did badly is there's no good answers. What is a good answer? What would you be satisfied with? And yeah. I think the, pr- the reason why there's no good answer is because the situation is bad. For example, today I was just on the subway and I was looking at someone on one of the sh- one of the Alex Jones shows, the the coho, the whatever. He he is he was calling for the lynching of Barack Obama on videos and. So Twitter was asked to take him down or or to block him because he was pushing the videos on Twitter. They got on YouTube somehow through, you know, it was InfoWars gets on YouTube, but YouTube banned InfoWars. And so Mm -hmm. it's just this big, giant mess of a problem that is they're constantly playing whack-a-mole. And so I don't know if there's any particularly good answers or who could do it unless they change the business drastically. And they're not doing that. And so that's where they are. I I guess what I would contrast it with is – you also had Adam Masseri from Instagram, mm-hmm. Andrew Bosworth. Uh, he was from Facebook. He was with Casey. 
you talked to Vijagade <laughs> and Kevin Bigpour from Twitter. Who I thought did the best of those, that gang. They all have the same problem. Yeah. Like, that's kind of what I'm getting. They all have the same problem. They all delivered in substance the same answers. Right. Content right. moderation at scale is hard. Right. AI right. will fix it. Yes. But maybe. Right. That's effectively There's no what they good got. answer to a system that is an open platform where anybody can post anything. And therefore, in the old days, I mean, you, you can joke about it. Neo-Nazis were in states and they mm -hmm. had new, you know, hand newsletters and things like that. And they could have websites, but it wasn't quite as powerful. And so all these – I'm just using neo-Nazis as a group because that's the one that everyone points to are extremists, white, white supremacy extremists. And uh, – they're all, all white supremacy people are extremists. Um, so uh, – so they have now a platform where they can spew this vile, racist stuff, and it, there's no governor on it. There's nobody pushing it back. And then they suddenly are starting to do that. But there's all kinds of things like that, not just white supremacists, but there's you know anti-gay people. There's this and that. And then you become the arbiter of society, which government is supposed to do. Um, and you're, they're not really equipped to be governments. I, and so there's no – and government doesn't do it well, by the way. We struggle. You know, we struggle for years to figure out the right way to handle this. And even then, it goes back and forth and back and forth. Yeah, we're 200-plus yeah. years into try to write speech laws. We're right. Not, we're not very good at it. No, and, and the idea that this is a public square is also set into the mind of people in the public, especially the noisier ones on both sides of the of the left and the right. They're like, I should be able to say whatever I want. That That is what it, the, the Silicon Valley has taught people. You can say whatever you want. And here's a platform to do it. And here's a platform to amplify and weaponize what you're saying. And they're not public squares. They can't. And then when they say, oh, we're taking you down, they're like, what are you talking about? I can say whatever I want. And so it's like you you train children to eat sugar their whole lives and then you take away the donuts. They're like, what? You gave me donuts. <laughs> and so let's be clear. It is not the public square and these companies can do whatever they want. And yeah. they do do whatever they want. And so it becomes haphazard. And one thing one little – one engineer does could affect – millions and millions of people and he's not even thinking about when he's doing it. And he's always a he, by the way. Almost so, always. Yeah. Actually, always. So the one theme there was content moderation. Yeah. A huge theme it could. Sure. The other theme was antitrust breakups. Yes. Uh, my connection between those two things is pretty simple. It's that Google has gotten so big we cannot tell it apart from the government. Right. 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 I mean, it, it does it things. It's a quasi-government institute. It feels like that. I mean, it, it surveils it's you. Decisions. Yeah. It makes decisions about what you may or may not buy. It makes yeah. decisions about what you may or may not see. Yeah. It, it is a, a gateway to the economy for most people. Sure. Is is the solution just break them up? Well, it's interesting because the, the 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 people of these companies and on stage, what they were saying is, you know what? The only way to solve these problems is and fight China. They always have and fight China. <laughs> Let us be big because we need to be big to fight and solve these problems and fight China and whatever. And that's what got us into trouble in the first place. So it's like you were so big that you got made a mess and now the bigness is going to solve the mess. I just – I don't buy it. I don't buy it in any way. And I think something, again, that Scott was talking about is – and he talked about it on stage was if you break them up, you unlock a lot of value. Like if you're a Facebook investor and they break up – take off Instagram and WhatsApp, you're going to be richer yeah. um, because they the va these, these are allowed to compete. And his point was – Say if they took YouTube off of Google, the first meeting of the YouTube board is let's do search. Mm -hmm. The first meeting of the Google board is let's do video. And there was a Google – you remember there was a YouTube and Google video existing yeah. at the same time for a very short time. And so you create a competitive environment. And, and, and the fact that we have no new search engines since forever and no new social networks since 2011, which is Snapchat, no more substantive social networks – says everything. No one's going to go into those businesses. No one's going to compete. No one's going to try to create. What if someone, no one's going to say, I think I'll create the safe YouTube. I think I'll create the safe of Facebook. Yeah. Why do it? 
it's it's easier to do the unsafe one and and make a ton of money and or try to sell your content to you can't beat them you can't beat them at their size so why not take away some of their power yeah i mean to me that's the it also solves the speech speech issue you don't get ted cruz tweeting wrongly about the law if there's a place for conservatives to have their own social well yeah they do there are some like Parlay and Gab and some others. But you know what? They're no good. (laughs) Nobody's on them. Like, they want to not talk to each other, you know, in a rage. They want to talk to, like, they want to piss off me or you or whoever they want to piss off. The the biggest example, obviously, is Trump. I mean, imagine, I was thinking of doing a column for the Times about what would happen if Trump came off, if if Twitter just decided to take him off. Where would he go? Just from a technical point of view, Facebook, that's not going to work for him. Parlay, you know, maybe. But nobody cares. Like, it, it just, it's just, it was, it, you know, and even though I, I'm, I'm glad, listen, I don't, some of these networks like Gab and Parlay are not my cup of tea, but I'm glad they exist. Like, fine, if that, that's what They're all over do. there. There should be as many as possible. That's, you know, that's, that's the thing. And then they can make the rules. But I think one overarching system is a, always a problem to me. Right. And it, especially when it's connected to these other overarching. I mean, Google Themes. to me has the most problems, right? Google is a utility for most people in a yeah. way that Facebook is not. Well, the, you know, you could make a case for several of them in different ways. And I think it'll be harder. Say you get to Amazon, and it's a little bit harder because retail is a huge space. Are they a retailer or are they an online retailer? And then do they do consumer harm? Do they not? And I think the concept of whether consumer harm is the determination and so the Justice Department is playing around with that. Um, which is the old way. I think all the old ways, all the old way of deciding what harm is in, in an antitrust situation, the old way of thinking about free speech in private companies, you know, this is all going to be litigated and be in courts. I think that's really the only way for it to change unless legislators decide to change, but that's not going to happen because it, it's so politicized. Well, did you see uh, Senator Josh Hawley put out a bill oh, yeah. yesterday? It's very not good. No. You know, his whole thing is that conservatives don't have a voice, which is just r- r- ridiculous. <laughs> Measurably but not true. It's actually. not true. I, but I still want to uh, hear from him. Senator Hawley, he's a freshman senator from, from Missouri. Missouri. He used to be the attorney general of Missouri. No uh, dummy. He proposed a bill yesterday taking away Section 230 protections from the platform companies. But he would give them back mm-hmm. if they applied to the Federal Trade Commission, proving that they moderate in a neutral way mm-hmm. uh, with evidence for two years. And then a majority of the FTC commissioners, so three Democrats, one re- Republican or three Republicans, one Democrat, yeah. would have to vote to offer that immunity. And then my favorite part of the bill is if they discover that any moderator has acted in a politically biased way, they wouldn't get punished for it if they named the moderator in a public way and it's, fired it was, them. It's, it's really kind of crazy. I, mean, I, think he's not, I think he's being crazy for a reason. He wants to get the discussion going on that issue. That's kind of my feeling. That's, he wants to get it going just the way they all just want to get the discussion going. And I think to take the – like even Elizabeth Warren with her breakup, she's gone the furthest you can go. I don't think she's quite – you know, even Marguerite Vestager didn't agree with her and she's a tough regulator. Yeah. I think she wants the discussion ta- being – now what everybody is talking about it and she started off the ball rolling and now every democratic candidate is like break him up break him up you know <laughs> well i think holly's point he has an underlying point which is good which is no one knows how these companies work yeah right no one knows the mechanism by which they write rules by which they enforce the rules by which they roll out rules casey newton wrote a great story for us yesterday about mm-hmm. the people who actually push the buttons mm-hmm. to make the rules go right i was actually talking to our friend walt mossberg yesterday mm-hmm. and i think people want the platforms to change from two directions I personally would like them to moderate more. I'd mm-hmm. like them to remove more harmful things. I think a bunch of conservatives would like them to moderate less because they perceive 
mm-hmm. incorrectly that there's bias against their speech on the platform. So moderate less, and I say moderate more. And if you are on my side of that debate, there's a real cost to that. Mm-hmm. You have to hire yes, more people and give them a, a, business. It's not a worse business. job. Yeah, as Casey wrote in that wonder, amazing, not wonderful piece, it was a terrible piece, but it was, be- it was beautifully rendered, this idea of how what we're doing to the people who are doing content moderation. I guess my question is, like, as you talk to these folks, as you went through code, do you see this as being solvable in a way that these companies are currently constituted, or do you have to— I think to- it's always solved by competition. I think yeah. that's the best way to do it. I think, the, I think when you try to apply regulatory scrutiny to something, and some regulation is needed. That's, that's not to say there shouldn't be some around privacy. There shouldn't be some where, they, where there's real teeth to, to these laws. And certain laws are already in place, you know, that they aren't enforcing. I think our moribund FTC and FCC is a problem, that they're not acting, they're not investigating. There is some, there is some value to fearing the government invest. Like the SEC— you know, they should investigate more. Like once when they do, people behave better. It's just like if I, there's a place I drive in Washington and I know I slow down or I, I've gotten 20 <laughs> tickets. Now I do not, you know, if I have a perception, people have a perception if there's some feeling that the government is watching in, in a fair way that they will behave differently. And so I do think there's some things that need to be solved by some regulation, maybe some of the Apple store stuff, pricing, that kind mm-hmm. of stuff. That, that's not – you don't want to break them up. Like it's like figure it out. There is There are laws. You can apply it smartly to that. And then there are – should they – should they spin some things off? And I think probably Google is a good candidate for that. It, it depends on what you want to spin off there, like what, what you think should be separated. Uh, probably YouTube from Google. That seems yeah. obvious. Besides Google spinning off of YouTube, which seems the obvious one, there's a lot of others. Facebook could lose Instagram and WhatsApp. Amazon, I don't know. Prime? Could you pull off Prime? Probably not. Apple, obviously, people are talking the App Store, but that makes no sense to me because it, it's very important that they have quality assurance, and that's really hard to be in a separate company. There's other remedies there. And so there's all kinds of things you could do with each of these companies. Um, but I think the principal ones are Facebook and Google. I think Googlers are pretty annoyed at YouTube. Yes. Well, what, the thing is, poor Susan, she got that. That's why I feel like she's doing, you know, she got here. Here, Susan. <laughs> here's the bag of crap. Like, you know, and then Sundar, wherever he's gone. It's ultimately his responsibility, by the way. Um, you know, Sundar, Sundar wrote the founder's letter for Alphabet yesterday, mm-hmm. which is interesting because he is not a founder of Alphabet. Right. Not okay. the founder of Google, but he wrote the founders' letter yesterday, and his his I think thesis the founders have disappeared. That's yeah, my where perception? Where is Larry Page? I, I should just ask you. You're probably the person who's. The I don't most know. I haven't. Know. You know, we used to talk quite a lot years and years and years ago, and and he was always uh, odd <laughs> then. <laughs> um, I think he's. Yeah. I don't know. I, he's not. He's not the most engaged. Someone who wants to engage with people. Yeah. I always got the perception he didn't like people. That was my. You know. Well, it's amazing that, that he's, my, he is in charge of YouTube. I have a feeling they're hardly engaged. I, I, Sergey's not doesn't seem engaged at all. I don't yeah. think. I, I don't think the founders are very much engaged, except for I think they're at the Friday things sometimes, and they're not involved in the way they were. It's Sundar and Susan really, and some others um, who are running that company. Anyway, Sundar, to your point, wrote the founders letter, mm-hmm. and this whole thing is Google is a helpful company. We help you, yeah. and to help you, we need your data. This is it was uh, if yeah. you're listening and you paid attention to like Google I/O, this is a. A rework of what yes. he wrote at I.O. It's a rework of what he wrote in the New York Times. He said privacy mm-hmm. is not a luxury good. This yeah. is his message for this yeah. moment. And he got to YouTube. And he's like, YouTube is our most helpful product because it has how-to videos on it. Oh, yeah. And it's like you just, well, it's just like, you know, went over. Like, <laughs> let's sell the, sell the good things. And by the way, they're great. The YouTube yeah. <laughs> yeah, how-to videos are great. And, you know, my kid watches it for all kinds of interesting mm-hmm. stuff. I mean, You let I, your kids I, watch YouTube? I do. I do. Uh, I, I have some issues of where the algorithms go. And I've talked about those. Um, yeah. And they go quickly. 
badly. I've watched him do it. And I don't know why. Like, I don't know. You know, I do know what he's looking at. He's, you know, he looks widely. I feel like if I, if I hinder it, it's a problem. If I monitor it too much, it's a problem. I, I, he'll figure it out. He's, I, he, I've either done a good job or I haven't. <laughs> but there is some addictive qualities to it. You can yeah. see the, the, the autoplay and, and the things they recommend and stuff like that. There's an addictive nature to it that is, I question. So I cut him off like you yeah. don't watch anymore. Um, but uh, but he does a lot of how-tos, by the way. He does a ton of how-tos. And they're, they're interesting. They are interesting. And they're well done. But that's not – that's like saying, you know, except <laughs> – like a big city where everything's a mess and it's like look we've shown you how to get around this horrible city like you know <laughs> at, at, you know i don't know what's well, also google doesn't make the how to's right it, it's 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 there's so a lot of great strange. videos on youtube let's agree yeah. there's a lot of i oh, mean sure I mean, one we're of the a things publisher. one of the things that that she was saying that i thought was interesting and i thought I, I i see this as sort of a it's it's talking points but i think they do believe this is you know 99% of it is good and 1% is bad by the way, I don't know where they come up with those numbers. I'm sure it's more than 1%. But that 1% represents billions and billions and billions of, and the most vile content. And yeah. so I, I, I'm sort of like I'm not, I'm not comforted by that. Like that's the issue is the 1% is – it's the real 1%, right? It's really toxic and really bad and really dangerous and uh, really problematic. And so one of the things that was interesting in Casey's piece is that, that this uh, – what's the cognizant? They've got to have a 98% success rate. I guess 90% of the stuff has to come off. The accuracy score. Right. But it has to be 100 <laughs> Well, so the accurate. So Oops, that, we let one Ebola in. Like you know, I don't know. I just feel like it should be a hundred percent. So that accuracy score is, uh, it is a remarkable piece of like newspeak. It's bullshit because it's not about accuracy. <laughs> As you go through, you're a moderator. You make fifteen dollars an hour. You're looking at four hundred pieces of content a day. You, you memorize all, all the rules. Yeah, you just take it all. That's what take I take it all down. I just speak no, 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 um, no. So you're hitting yes or no. Some of your decisions are filtered out and sent to another reviewer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that reviewer agrees or disagrees with you. Mm-hmm. That is accuracy. I know. And that it's it that is actually not. Also, who are these people? It's not like accuracy. There was that good. The cleaners was really interesting because there were people in the Philippines deciding what people in the United States. It's just yeah. like it makes no sense. It's just impossible because they let anybody do what they want, and that's when anybody can do what they want, they will do what they want. So I heard Peter Kafka mm-hmm. ask this question five hundred times at mm-hmm. Code to every platform executive: What if people had to pay to use it? Mm-hmm. What if you didn't just let anybody do what they want? Mm-hmm. To me, that's pretty problematic as well, mm-hmm. right? Like That's their little argument. They, they did that against Apple, you remember? Yeah. We're giving a free product, so take our crap. Like, <laughs> that's my, that, that was my message. Well, no, but it is true that you were able to start Recode because you could just start a website. There yep. were no gatekeepers yep. in the way. We yep. were able to start The Verge yep. because there were no gatekeepers yep. in our way. Mm-hmm. We are doing this podcast because I don't have to go get permission to publish right. a podcast. Right. That is a net good. Yeah. How do you see those companies trying to balance out that They're, not gonna charge. They're just not going to do it. There's, there's been a talk. It. There's been talk about a paid Facebook for years, and it's just they never going to do it. They, there's, there's, they make too much money in the other way. Mm-hmm. So why would they? I just, there's no impetus to do it. Again, they've tried, and others have tried paid versions of it. They don't work. They don't work. They can work if it's some incredible thing, but not this. Not if there's so much good free stuff out there. Why would you? So you just wrote a piece for the New York Times. Mm-hmm. The quote is, if you've built a chaos factory, you can't dodge responsibility. That's not my chaos. quote. It's That's Tim Cook. Tim Cook, yeah. yeah. It's a good quote. It's a great quote. Uh, from Cook. I think Cook sees the problem. 
right? He's oh, got, he articulates. Remember, he articulated yeah. it in an interview I did with him last March when I, he said, yeah, and I asked him, what would you do if you were Mark Zuckerberg? He said, well, I wouldn't be in this situation. <laughs> he did it. It was so dripping. It was, he was waiting to say it. And I was sort of surprised because he's usually not like that. And yeah. then since then, it's been like, let me tell you yeah. about these assholes. And he's been sort of the voice of that. And I, what's really interesting is I've had dinners recently with a lot of Silicon Valley people. And they're like, he's such a scold. Mm-hmm. You know, he's such a scold. He hates tech. I was like, he runs the, one of the biggest <laughs> tech companies in the Tech people hate tech. Someone was telling me that. I'm like, well, some people don't like our president. Like, you can yeah. do that. You can call th- some things into question. And so he's called a scold. You know, Roger, they're trying to paint Roger McNamee as a crank. And he can say some cranky things. You know, Tristan Harris is a goody-goody or just a, another scold. I'm a bummer. Yeah. Like, it, it just, that's I don't think thing. you're a bummer. I, I think I'm a bummer. I'm trying to be a bummer. Um, I was saying, I said the other day, yesterday, I like being an irritant. They can thank me later. They'll thank me later. That's yeah. well, I'll get some banquet when I'm 65. Like, well, Kara saw it. You know, <laughs> it was um, coming the whole time. Yeah, but I think that I think Tim is really right. He's an adult. He's the adult in the room. Well, so he doesn't have to run these companies. He has some distance. Right? But he, that's not his business. It's not his business, and he yeah. can see. Oh, that's a problem. It could have been their business. They could have gone that way. They could have done that. They could have done all of that. You know, I talked to the, the Google folks, and they mm-hmm. will. They are very timid, which is interesting. They, they don't, are. They don't want to say it out loud, like on the record out loud. They're very but, polite Google people. They're like, you know, Apple tracks the shit out of you too. And they're like angry about it. Like no one, why do you write that story? I'm like, well, say it on the record. And I'll, like, right. We'll do it. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the Google people are, are, are fairly unhappy. They don't track people in the same way. I don't care. Don't. We're going we're gonna to do it and then it's going to be minor compared to what Google does. See, that, that, they should not yeah. open that can of worms because they, they want to. They can, but it's sort of like, it's a whataboutism, whataboutism. And of course, you know, I think w- the problem is their business is fundamentally about tracking people. That is their fundamental business. It's about sucking in all the information possible and chopping it up. And Apple absolutely does those things, but it's not their business. Their business is me. But I don't think yeah. I – I've never seen a piece of advertising on Apple maybe a long time ago. They had it, and then they closed that business. Down. Yeah, they didn't do a good job. They, their social network ping, remember that? That didn't work. That's out. great. <laughs> it was horrible. They had another one inside Apple Music that was equally bad. But by the way, Google sucks at social networking, so they yeah. should talk like that. They wish they could be good at social networking. So here's my question. Yeah. Okay. Susan Wojcicki, mm-hmm. does she see the problem? Yes. You think she does? hundred percent. I came away from code fully thinking that she did not see the problem. I think she does. That I she's been at right. Google for too long, that she's too deep in it. There's elements of that. She's very loyal to that company. You know, it started yeah. in her garage, and she's, she's very close. She's been very close to the company for years. I think she's... Uh, agonized. Yeah. I think she's in fact agonized. I've had lots of off-the-record discussions. I mean, I think she, she's not someone who's like hard on her sleeve, but of any of the executives, absolutely. I yeah. mean, all of them are sort of denial is not a river in Egypt. You know what I mean? Denial is not just a river in Egypt. I think she can't say everything. And that's the problem is she can't, you know, there's all these legal issues. I think, you know, the extremist thing that she did was quite dangerous for people who were, you know, they already had been subject to a, a, a one of the creators coming in and shooting up their headquarters. I think they, they're in a much, in this in this political age right now, there's a lot of dangerous talk and threats and things like that. And as you know, what happened to Carlos, if you think it's not happening to Carlos, it's happening to all the executives there of all yeah. these companies. And so I think that's not, the personal safety is not the issue. Everything is so, is so heated that I think it's very hard. She says something and it's, she's got to be very careful about what she says. And of course, people want her to say more. And so I sound like an apologist for her. I think the whole system is fucked because the way it's built. Yeah. And they won't say that. They will never say that. I don't know a way out for that. I can't, what if you ran it? What would you do? 
What would you do? Well, I wouldn't be in this situation. Wouldn't be in this situation. <laughs> what would no, you do? So I, I thought about this a lot as I, I watched all the executives from the platform mm-hmm. companies. And I, I think the thing that I'm missing from all these companies, and maybe it's because they believe they're public squares. Maybe mm-hmm. it's to chase growth. Bit. They have to yeah. – well, maybe it's like they sincerely believe they're public squares. Or maybe it's they insincerely say it, but really they're chasing growth and they have to appeal to everyone. Like yeah, I, I can't tell the difference, right? The focus um, of all these companies. But what I'm missing, and I get to say this because – I'm a journalist and mm-hmm. I think our platform and our company has values and we're very clear about them is these companies are missing a sense of values. They won't mm-hmm. tell you what they are. I think, you know, asked a great question of Susan. Mm-hmm. Are you sorry that the LBGTQ community is sad or are you actually sorry? Yeah. Right. Are you going to put the rainbow on the play button and that's your logo for the right. month? Or do you actually believe that? What's really sad is Google was at the very beginning. And I think, were you there mm-hmm. when it was started? It was committed to a lot. The, the yeah. good, there's a good Google and a bad Google. And something turned at some point. There was a lot of really interesting ideas about how to change corporations at the beginning of Google. There's no question. It was, it kind of reminds you, you know, I know it sounds, sounds crazy, but the Clintons. You remember the early Clintons? <laughs> the, like the like hopeful Clinton, like they wanted to change politics and then sort of became creatures of it. That's what it fe- uh, feels like all people, that happens to everyone and the money and the dripping amounts of money and the attention and the self-righteousness gets involved. And then they, I think that's a disease of all of Silicon Valley. And so when Tim Cook says things that are perfectly sensible, read watch that entire thing. He's not lecturing them. He's saying, look, you have to have values in life. And I don't think Tim was saying he Apple was perfect because it certainly isn't. I think it's you've got to at least understand the consequences of, of what you're doing. Or you have to admit what you are. And I think yeah. that's the problem. And I, I don't know what I would do if I'd run it. I would run a different I wouldn't have I wouldn't let anybody post everything. I wouldn't I wouldn't have let them in the first place. I would have said you can't. Sorry, neo Nazis, not here. Yeah, I'm and I serve And I think that the reason today. I brought up the sincerity of the public square comments mm-hmm. is that necessarily caps your scale. Yep. Right? If you if I ran YouTube and I said, look, this is going to reflect my personal values as a CEO. We're going to spend an awful lot of time talking about, I don't know, HDMI cables and Section 230 and copyright mm-hmm. law, which is basically the whole Vergecast. Mm-hmm. Everything else, like, we're just going to moderate away. Like, it necessarily means it's smaller. Yeah. Right? That's the problem. And I don't think they can do that. I, I think it's it's already done. It's yeah. done. That they can't. They have to just shut it down. I mean, it was so funny. So many people are like, <laughs> shut it down, shut it down. And I'm like, you know what? Sometimes you, toxic waste dump is a toxic waste dump, and that's you just. How do you clean it up? Maybe it's important. Like, we don't go to Chernobyl anymore like, yeah. for hundreds of years now. We're just going to let set it sit over there. Mistakes all over the place. It's uncleanupable, and eventually nature will clean it up. Eventually, probably, maybe not. Who knows? It makes so much money, and there's so much pressure. And the thing is, the people of Silicon Valley, for the most part, they feel like they are victims. They the the incoming I get from them, like why are you so mean, Kara? Like you're a bummer. Like and I'm I'm sort of like fuck you, like, <laughs> like you awful people. Like yeah. you, how how much money do you need? How much how how right do you have to be? And I think in their heart of hearts, they do understand. Do they see the problem? I, I maybe not. I don't know. Yeah. It's depressing. It's a depressing thing because. And then you see people pop out, like Kevin Systrom. All of a sudden, you see people pop out, and, and or or Tristan, or Roger, or me, or Jessica Powell over yeah. at who left Google, who's writing some amazing stuff, or Nicole Wong. Like we had that insider outsider, and they pop out and they go, "Yeah, we know." We and then start talking about it. And I think when you get the other thing is when you get to people from other industries, 
they get it right away. We had the CTO of Ford. I was like, what's the problems working with Google? And he like, you want they want to take every piece of information and use it. And we don't. We have a yeah. relationship with a customer. We don't want to use their personal information. And he has problems dealing with tech companies because their inclination is Borg-like in the interest in the information and data. So there's only four big companies, five yeah. big companies. Fang. Fang. <laughs> yeah. um, Fang. Four. And they have collected a lot of data. There's a lot of theories yeah, about- Why is Netflix in there? Netflix is a movie show. I think because it, it makes it Whatever. Fame. I know. I really do think no, it's- <laughs> Netflix doesn't belong in there. That acronym Whatever. gets a lot worse if you take Netflix yeah, out of there. It's just, well, okay. I think, I honestly think it's it makes the acronym. Yeah, better. yeah. You can't gaff. How about gaff? Uh, that's good. Gaff yeah. is good. Gaff. I'll take, that's much okay. better. You really can't do the other one. You can can't you? do the other one. Uh but there's a lot of theories about how they achieved that size, right? Mm-hmm. That they were better at user interface design, so all the users came there, and that now they've aggregated mm-hmm. the demand. This has been Thompson's big theory, and you've aggregated the demand, and so now they control supply. Mm-hmm. Do you buy all that? Do you buy that this is just the way the internet works? Like it necessarily no, that flows was the towards argument big with Microsoft, right? Yeah, they're just doing just fine. Everyone's doing just fine after Microsoft got smacked. Like yeah. it's it's crap. It, breaking up has never been a bad thing. It's never. It's never. There's it sh- there's never been an instance where it's led to bad things. It's always led to good things. And so it just seems to me that you break up a Google, you have all kinds of value unlocked for lots of people, lots of creativity. And you can see that in these startups. There hasn't been as many startups. There yeah. you can't there used to just be a lot. And I think why bother having there's going to be no social networks. There's going to be no photo services there's going to be no this no that and because why do it because these are so big it's there's no point that's actually the one thing about the the code stage that mm-hmm. i've noticed. been coming in code and then previously d for years mm-hmm. not as long as some of your extreme regulars but for a mm-hmm. while now evan spiegel was on your he's like i just started this thing it's called snapchat right mark zuckerberg famously his like mm-hmm. first pressure-packed interview yeah i just started facebook yeah there are not no. I was thinking, what startups did you put on? I, that stage I, this year? I was, I can't. There's no. What do I do? What do I? Do? Who, who do you even talk to? And so this year, I, I, there code, isn't like food startups and, and yeah. maybe climate. There's no climate change. I was desperate to find a good climate. There's a couple. There's one or two that you know. Bill Gates is backing one called Carbon something or other. Um, but it's hard. It's hard to find what the real breakout stars are. And you know, I guess Slack. We've had him on stage. He, we had him on stage early. Yeah, it's hard. You can't. You can't. They can't get around these 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 giant companies nobody can and then they got bought up by them yeah right and that's the exit Someone's everybody wants slack, i would imagine maybe maybe not i mean maybe yes if it was I, I would say if it was going to happen it would have happened a few months ago not necessarily but now that they've listed it will happen if why not there's a longer no well they, now it's harder to buy them now is what i'm saying no Wait, you just need you, money that's you, all it, now it has a value it actually has a value on the stock market yeah. I think it's easier to buy them. Um, interesting. There isn't an excitement around startups in Silicon Valley in the same way. Although there are some really interesting – like I went to visit a whole bunch of VCs to see what's new and fresh. And actually there's some really cool stuff that you don't hear about. A lot of them around climate change, loans, finance. I, I heard at least 10 companies. I thought, well, that's interesting. I wonder if it will break out. Yeah. Um, and there was one that was doing loans. There was one that was doing all kinds of fresh ideas, really fresh ideas. And, you know, just yesterday I was in uh, Toronto and I, this company that's doing a version of Google Glass, but not Google Glass. It's called North. And it was cool. It, yeah. I was like, oh, look, something fresh. <laughs> oh, we've had the, the focal. We've had them. Focal. Yeah. Really interesting. And I was like, I hope this works. Like, that's something that's cool. I think heads up display is a cool idea. Yeah. It's still not there yet, but it's I, I, inevitable, I think. We got to take a quick break for an ad. We'll be right back. <laughs> Thank you. 
Support for this podcast comes from Canva. They say Rome wasn't built in a day, but you know what you can get built in a day? Your creative deck. You can generate creative decks to use for all your important presentations with Canva. Thanks to their AI, you can start with a simple prompt and watch Canva go to work. You want a sales presentation for a tech company? Done. Create an employee onboarding plan? No problem. Just type it in and watch Canva work its magic. You'll have generated options in seconds. Choose your favorite style, customize the content, and you're done. It's a serious time saver at work. So whatever you do at your job, Canva presentations can give you a head start on your deck. You can generate sales presentations, marketing decks, HR onboarding plans, you name it. It's AI for every department. It's easy to learn. It's even easier to use. And because it's built in Canva presentations, you can stay focused on the task at hand with no app switching. Finish your deck faster. Generate slides in seconds with Canva presentations at canva.com. Design for work. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You've heard it before. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. But it's more than just a tagline. Because State Farm agents are small business owners themselves who live and work in your community. And if you're in the market for small business insurance, who better to work with than an agent who understands what it takes? State Farm agents can help you create a personalized insurance plan that fits your small business needs and budget. Talk to your local State Farm agent today about small business insurance. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. All right, we're back with Kara Swisher. So the VC community, you're, we, we're very consumer focused, right. right? You have to actually ship the product and yeah. show it to us, and we review it. Yeah, you're a little closer to the VC side of things, which mm-hmm. is earlier stage. They must be kind of annoyed that there's only four companies, and it's hard to. Well, they're throwing exit more company. money at the ones that are there. They're putting right. this ungodly. There's so much money washing around the system, and you know, especially because of SoftBank, their vision fund, which you know it was backed by the Saudis, who were just washing money. It's hard. It's hard to where to put all the money. That, where do you put it all? Are they on the VC side of things? Are they like maybe it wouldn't be so bad if we broke this up? I think they would like that. I would. I, I don't. Why would they want a bigger company? They want. They, the only thing that's good for VCs is someone to sell their stuff to, like yeah. unload it. And I think the fact that there's no breakouts. Why are there no breakouts? Like you can't name one. Like I, I just can't think of one off the top of my head. For years now, what is the what is the hot hot company? What is the one I have to have on stage? I don't. There isn't one. Yeah. I mean, it, literally today, I would tell you it's Slack because Slack, it's. But, but it's Slack kind of, is like an enterprise years, chat years, company. Years, this yeah. is, we've been they've been around for a while. Yeah, um, and so that's the problem. And there used to be dozens of them. If you there used to be dozens, and that's the. the I think the startup numbers are pretty low over the past. This is the lowest point in thirty years or something. And so, the, so it was interesting. I did an interesting interview with uh, Mark Cuban and Steve Case. And Mark, as usual, said some. He's like Silicon Valley's done. He's toast. Toasted. <laughs> You know, it kind of is right. It's yeah. kind of played out. And so he he was talking about finding companies elsewhere all across the country, solving other problems, not necessarily – I was hearing about a company that solves foster care problems for foster kids. And so, like, there's all kinds of really interesting problems. And so that's what it would be nice to get back to is solving real problems instead of sort of – reacting to these big giant companies. And this is Steve Case and his like Steve bus Case, tour across yes, America. Yes, yes, yeah, bus tour. <laughs> <laughs> it's a tour where they're looking for talent elsewhere. I think that that's the thing is how do you sort of flywheel of talent and innovation elsewhere solving real problems hard. Yeah. You've lived through a few cycles of regulatory pressure and big companies being dominant and mm-hmm. falling apart and coming. What happens next? Right, history they doesn't repeat, apart. but things it, fall apart. Yeah. Center cannot hold. Center cannot hold. 
things. I mean, I, that's my tattoos, you know. I yeah. Entropy and syntropy. Yeah. Everything falls apart. And then it grows. And then from the destruction, I mean, that's sort of the plot of Harry Potter. Right? <laughs> Every time the phoenix. Oh. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think things are going to, we're going to go through a period of falling apart. And then hopefully something emerges, probably in the health space, maybe in the uh, life length Mm-hmm. That kind of stuff is really interesting. Some maybe food, maybe uh, climate. Cli- I would love them to get involved in climate change. Like, boy, there's some problems there. What can you solve? Rather, rather than just removing emissions, that's really where the focus is. Removing, removing carbon from the air is where they're investing. That's, yeah. uh, but if that's not a solution. That's not a solution. Like, where are the new engines? Where are the new? Like, who's inventing carbon-free jet fuel? Jet fuel is a big problem. Who's inventing? Car- Who is that person? I want to meet that person. Who's inventing how to deal with ex- immigration? Like, what could tech do besides surveil these people? You know, which is, I think, the solution. That's the, let's surveil <laughs> right. them. We built databases and yes, we can put stuff in the databases. Yeah, exactly. So what, what what would be the solutions for that? I just, there's all kinds of problems in this country you could probably, in the world, that you could solve through better technology. What do you think happens next? Is it full-on privacy regulation from the government? Is it they realize, they wake up one day and realize it's a shit show? Is it? Well, you can see people leaving. Like the talent is leaving. Like you, yeah. they're just not there. It's they're, they're it's they're just being run like corporations now. And you know, Mark is there. Like he really is present. And actually, but you see them, Chris Cox peeling off. They peel off, and that's what's going. to You're going to see a peeling off of the big people happen at Microsoft, and then they're going to run them like they are. And I think the issue is where's the innovation? Where's the new fresh thing? And obviously with Facebook, I, and I said this in the column, this was kind of a gangster move to do Libra. Like that was like oh we're gonna, yeah that was I was kind of like mm, that's a little innovative but could be dangerous and these people you know it's from the people that brought you the end of democracy we're gonna now do currency <laughs> we're gonna take over the world's money supply uh, I thought that I still was like good for them in a weird way even though I'm like not them but good for them like I got in an argument with some Facebook folks off the record yeah because it to me it appeared Facebook was not prepared for the obvious pushback from every mm-hmm. government in the world yeah. when they suggested that it would replace all the world's currencies. Yeah, they did. Of course they said that. And so, the, you know, Facebook people were like, of course we, of course we talked to them. Mm-hmm. We, we actually, we, we like honeypotted them. Right. We, we gave them this avenue of attack so that right. they would take it. Right. And we know we can defend it. Okay. Which seems five steps too smart oh, for Facebook. They're so aggrieved. They're such victims. But I don't think they, they anticipated Maxine Waters saying, I need a moratorium on this product until I can hold hearings. Yeah. I don't think they anticipated the finance minister of France being like, we cannot allow another sovereign currency in our country to happen. They created it. Everyone gets their say. Thank you, Facebook. You're <laughs> uh, welcome. This you're reaping what you sow. Do you do you think that they knew that was that was? I mean, that's their. Con- I think you have you. Me. I think you were under the mistaken impression that these people are thoughtful. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just I that, that that they Silicon Valley don't do consequences. They yeah. don't do anticipation. And you know, I tell the same joke over and over. And I'm waiting for someone to like. <laughs> Literally, they're so non-reflect, self-reflective. It's a mirror they can see. It's a miracle they can see in mirrors. They're yeah. like vampires. I don't know what's going on. They just don't self-reflect. And I do know. I think what they do is they do it in these position papers. Like, let's anticipate this, but it's all. It's not real. It's not. They don't have. You know, they live in their comfort zones. They go from their cars to their planes to their rich houses to their kombucha stands to their antiseptic. Every yeah. 
Jack Dorsey's EMF tent. Yes, exactly. Like they do not live in a world that is real that other people live in. And there is a reason why people hate the elites and that they think they personify it. And believe me, I live an elite life, but not like that. Like, you know, I took the subway here. So <laughs> it's just a different way of looking at things. And so they have to, I think I suggested in a tweet yesterday, why don't Cheryl and Mark work for a couple of weeks in one of those content moderate? I think yeah. things would change fast, right? And, and instead it's like, we know it's hard. We're trying our best, but like go Go down and, you know, dig a ditch down there and see yeah. what happens. You would – I think you would see a very different kind of leadership. But the self-reflection part is just astonishing. And so they never – they're always on their back foot. They're always on their back foot because they and, – and they never anticipate it. And then they can't imagine when they say we're here to save the world's currency that we don't say thank you. Thank yeah. you, Facebook. I don't know. It's working okay. And it can be changed and it can be disrupted, but maybe not by you, you, you know, and your relentless grab for power. Maybe right. let's let someone else do that. We assure you we won't use your payment data for Well, they say that. Like they, it's it's like, seems like they've set it up. I don't even understand it's, it. It's Libra is the currency and Calibra is the wallet. And there's an independent body in Switzerland. Oh, yeah. Like, and, right. and they made a flag of a star. I mean, it literally looks like the EU. Right. right? Like they so made. It's an, it's, listen, currency could be changed. Like that's yeah. something that hasn't changed. Sure. But. And by the way, you need in a company that has a lot of people or you can use it. If they wanted to have their own little thing inside their company, they could do that. Like, yeah. right? That's what that's what I thought it was going to be. Like, by they've been they've failed at commerce so many times at Facebook. They're probably just to me, it seemed like a big attack on Amazon. Yeah. Now, Amazon, I might want them a, a, a shot at currency. Right. I might want Amazon to try it. See, I'd rather have them do it than Facebook. We did this survey last year. Mm -hmm. We're going to do it again this year about just sort of people's attitudes towards the big tech companies. They like Bezos more. They love Amazon. They love Google. Mm -hmm. They sort of love Microsoft. And then it's Apple and then like way down the bottom is Facebook. Mm -hmm. And you can just sort of rank it by how much utility do you provide? Yeah, they're good at what they Amazon do. Amazon is terrifying. And mm -hmm. they, they, know, they know a lot about me as much if not more than Google because mm -hmm. I buy everything from Amazon. Right. Amazon definitely knows we had a kid. Mm -hmm. Amazon definitely knows how old that kid is, what her preferences so are. Safe way, by the way. Yeah, that's true. I mean, but that's another place I buy things mm -hmm. from. Whereas Google would have to like infer it, mm -hmm. right? So like Amazon definitely knows more. But they provide me with this like very tangible utility. I push the button, the diapers show up. Well, let me say what C C C Margaret Vestager said. You're trading convenience for the good. Is yeah. it good or is it convenient? So just think about that. But I don't think there's any trade with I Facebook. I love – what are you talking about? I buy from Amazon all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't think there's any trade with Facebook. I would like them to do currency. If I had to pick Amazon. among the, the giant evil tech companies, I would pick them. Amazon Bucks coming to you. Amazon I, – I might buy I – I will never buy Libra. I will yeah. never – I would not – I will not do it. And I would do it with Amazon. I, I definitely do it with Apple. Yeah. I definitely I, – I, I mean, trust them. Are you going to get the Apple credit card? Probably. I have a Prime credit card. Oh, wow. Yeah. You're in it. Yeah, I'm in it. I like it. Whatever. I get points. <laughs> whatever. I get pays yeah. for things I buy on Amazon. I need to get better. It's like, useful. We need to um, get, you know, the points guy. I got to I gotta get in my, he needs to yes. in my life. You need to do that. Optimize. All right. All right. Kara, thank you so much for coming by. Always a pleasure. Thank you so much. All right. That was Kara Swisher from Recode. If you want to hear more from Kara, she hosts two podcasts for Vox Media, Recode, Decode, and Pivot. You probably heard me say them at the end of every Vergecast episode. She's also opinion columnist for the New York Times. We mentioned her column in the episode. You can just go read her column. It's great. I want you to listen to Why Did You Push That Button. They've been doing this incredible series about death online. I hope you listened to their episode about Jibo, the robot who's dying. They've got a new episode coming out. It's about people mourning celebrities online. I may or may not have been totally clowned in this episode for something I tweeted when Anthony Bourdain died. It's great that they told me about that first. Anyway, check it out. It's in the feeds now. It's great. 
go listen to that. Make sure to subscribe to the Vergecast for free on your favorite podcast app or just tap the link in the show notes. And please leave us a rating interview on Apple Podcasts. It's what producers want me to send you. So go there. You can talk to me on Twitter. I'm at Reckless. I love hearing your feedback on the show. Tweet at me. Tell me who you want to interview. Give me more feedback. I love it. Talk to me. And lastly, we'll be back on Friday with Dieter and Paul to discuss the Week in Tech. Thanks to Canva for their support. Canva wants to make your presentations come as easy as those thoughts that pass through your head. And thanks to their AI, you can start with a simple prompt and watch Canva go to work. Choose your favorite style, customize the content, and you're done. It's a serious time saver. Whatever you do for work, Canva presentations can give you a head start on your deck. You can generate sales presentations, marketing decks, HR onboarding plans, you name it. Finish your deck faster. Generate slides in seconds with Canva presentations at canva.com. Designed for work. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.